Hello, my friends. This is your old pal, DK Brainerd. You're listening to the Naked Songwriter Podcast. Episode 49. It's the Pisces Full Moon Edition, Friday the 13th, 2019. The moon is full in Pisces at 9.33 p.m. Pacific Time this evening, Friday the 13th, and at 12.33 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time on Saturday morning. The moon is conjunct Neptune and Black Moon Lilith. It's opposite the sun and Mars. Mercury and Venus are in the last degree of Virgo, about to move into Libra. Changes are afoot. I'm really excited to have a friend, good friend of mine and somebody that I look up to as a real role model of um, just keeping it real in the spiritual work, Corinne Grillo, who has been on this podcast before and we always have a really good time. Corinne wrote a book. It's called The Angel Experiment. We're going to talk about what The Angel Experiment is and um, we're going to talk about why this full moon marks the beginning of an exciting new phase that, you know, I think is really going to be a a different, more positive flavor than what we've had the rest of the year, but also the dangers of using astrology or angels or Christianity or any kind of um, system for organizing how we experience our cosmic selves or experience the divine as a fatalistic curse kind of energy, where that comes from and how we can overcome it. It's time for us to step up and live out our cosmic destiny. And we are meant to be having fun doing it. So I'd like to welcome Corinne Grillo to the podcast. Corinne, <laughs> where, where should we begin? <laughs> we could start anywhere, DK. <laughs> okay. Um, so you got to, let's just start with, uh, you know, the promotional stuff since we're both big promoters. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we you, love it. We love it. So we just yeah, love we it. Love so selling, um, <laughs> so you got, you have a new book. I do. Yeah. And it's called, um, experiments on angels. Um, no, it's called the angel experiment, <laughs> I knew. but I, but I wish it was experiments on angels. That, that's my next oh. book. <laughs> Right. Uh, uh, I was experimented on by angels. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I am being experimented yeah. on by angels. I think you are. Yeah. So like that's an interesting title. Like what's the what's the story behind that? Oh, the title. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like when I encountered the angels, um I was did not come from a religious perspective. It came from really um an invitation to play with them. And to to see exactly how real they are, and so uh, so the angel experiment is really an invitation for anybody to uh, to to begin to believe in something bigger through a step by step method that I've been working with for years and on an international level. And uh, this this uh, daily practice, it's a twenty one day experiment, has really changed lives and has really made people connect to the angelic realm in a whole different way. I think people tend to think of angels as like, you know, they're off in the the ethers playing harps and doing, you know, angel stuff. And, um, you know, I have a really 
grounded, practical approach. Like, you don't have to believe it. Just try this shit. And then you tell me what happens. So um, that's really um, what it is. It's like almost like a scientific experiment where it's like, well, just try these steps and then see what happens. And so uh, those steps are really designed to to really heal your heart, heal lives. It, it can bring miracles. Uh, you know, they're angels. So they're capable of anything. Right, right. Yeah, I, I did your 21-day thing um, a couple of years ago, and I, one of the things I thought was really cool about it is the, I mean, it's I don't know if it's science, but the information about, like, what the specific angels have, specific things that they can help with, et cetera. And I, that was really helpful for me because before, angels were, like, just, like, kind of, like, these things flying around, like... <laughs> Blowing trumpets and shit, you know. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Winged, winged little somethings that you know don't really have a specific purpose. Yeah, it's through experimentation. Um, and again, there's thousands of people who've done some of this work with me, and people have some pretty incredible experiences. But yeah, I like to, you know, angels are. I, I use I work with angels in a really practical way. So yeah, we should know. Hey, there's different frequencies, different angels, and different things they can support you with. But even though like there's kind of like a rule of thumb about it. I'm kind of a deconstructionist in that I don't necessarily believe in all rules of thumb. I think uh, some people have affinities with certain angels and archangels, and those archangels will help you with anything, you know? Yeah, so uh, yeah. even though there's like some people have written out rules, there's still kind of no rules about it. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, but there are specific ways that things you can do to to really open up your heart, mind, and life more to these beautiful blessed beings, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. I, I want to hear the story again because I, I keep retelling it to people when I'm trying to tell people who don't know about you, who you are. And then I think I'm get the story wrong sometimes, but can you tell the story about like when you were just starting to maybe possibly believe in angels, I think, and you're like a social worker in yeah. South central LA and you know, <laughs> You're so close. I think, yeah, you were like <laughs> running drugs across the border. Or <laughs> yeah, something. yeah, see, like, yeah, warmer, okay. warmer, warmer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so by training, I'm a licensed uh, marriage and family therapist. And at the time, I was working in the hoods, but they were the Latino hoods. So I was actually out in Pacoima, um, which which is a, a different a different um, segment of LA that's very uh, you know economically challenged. There was a lot of gangs and stuff like that. A lot of my clients were gang members or people recovering from, uh, teenagers recovering from you know, pretty deep uh, things. So it was back in, I believe it was 2010. I have uh, just, you know, the just a quick little nutshell of my life. It was just really hard growing up. And so I suffered. <laughs> <laughs> How's that? that? Pretty much captures it. It totally sucked. So then, um, you know, really by an early age, I was really depressed, wanted to die and started doing all kinds of things that would that I hoped could help me die. But I was never really uh, ballsy enough to try and take my own life. So um, but I still kind of managed DK, you know, I put on a good face like I'm, I'm sure you have put on a good face. Uh, you, you go through the thing and you, um, you know, you fake it till you make it. So I did end up getting a college degree or two. I, I got a husband. I got a house. 
Um, I, I even had a fancy career, DK. But you were the, successful. You I had it was. Made. I like right. I did all the formula of success, and and I was suffering. Okay, and so uh, still suffering because you know with the upbringing uh, that I had in the past, you, you know the shadow's just going to come and get you eventually. You're not. You can't run from your life. So um, so at the time. You know, I was playing a good game on the outside, but on the inside, I was deeply suffering. I was drinking about a fifth of tequila every two days. I was taking a boatload of Adderall. I was on antidepressants. I was a total mess. Um, And then to the outside world, I was, you know, trying to rescue kids off the street. And and then at home, I had a three-year-old and we, um, the reason why I went to, to work full time again was because my marriage was on a, on the brink of divorce and our home was going into foreclosure. So I was under a lot of pressure and really it was like, I would take these medicines in the morning to lift me up. And then the second, you know, out of the afternoon down, I was just trying to come down from all the medication just to keep my energy going. Right. And so that's where the alcohol came in. I was just coming down from like having to be pumped up all day and run, you know, run in the streets, trying to help people. And so, um, I was suffering and yeah, I remember I mean- how, as an empath, as an empath too, you know, working, I mean, it's like, I know so many water sign empath people, um, you know, who are, or have been social workers and in the, or teachers in these intense inner city type environments. Yes. And yes. that's you just like, I always just, my heart goes out to, to those people. Cause I'm like, it's so beautiful what you're doing and it's so not sustainable. <laughs> You know, yeah, yeah. For like 20 years or 30 years, you know, it's just like there's only so long you can do it because it's taking a toll on you, right? It's it's true. And it's really hard to feel successful as a healer or as someone who wants to be a therapist. It's hard to feel successful when you're up against, you know, it's not just the families that are strained. It's the culture around it and, you know, the... Um, the politics and the resources. And, you know, it's just, a it's hard. It was hard for me to feel successful. So I felt essentially like I was failing at work and also failing in, in the home front. Cause again, I, I was gone abruptly a lot cause I felt like I had to start earning some income because my family was on a, br- on the brink of disaster. And so, um, I remember one day driving home and having this thought, and maybe you've had this thought before, but I, uh, I just remember uh, wishing that with everything that I'm doing right now to my body, that I would end up dead or hospitalized. Like something has to change, and I, I need a quick check out of here. And um, and that, and it's strange that I remember that exact moment. I feel like that was the moment I was like, you know that's like a red flag. <laughs> Even right, though, right. Like I have spent like the last year, like do burning the candle at both ends. Like I really realized, but it's not like I could do anything about it. I literally didn't have time for myself, time to take care of anything other than everyone else in my life. So, uh, and my clients. So, yeah. Um, so yeah. I mean, so, I've, I've been there. I've been there where it's like, you know, suicide or death or just praying, like, take me out of here. It seems like the only option. You know, I, it's, you're so it was, burnt out and you're so overwhelmed yeah. and you don't know how to get out scot-free. Right. So I couldn't just like bail, 
You know, you right, can't just right. bail. Um, as a, old, as know, a mother yeah. with a three-year-old, no, you can't do that. I, and I can't take a mental health break, even though I'm a mental health. I mean, the irony is I'm a mental health specialist. And, you know, there it is. Welcome to the shadow. Shadow 101 for all of us there. Um, right. And so... Yeah. So, so there, there it was. And, you know, I struggled, like I said, with depression my whole life. It was just, this was a particularly challenging time because of all the external factors that were happening and culminating all at once. Uh, so yeah, um, luckily uh, my birthday came around and one of my really close friends, she offered me for my birthday. She's like, oh, I just met this woman and she's amazing and you should go have a session with her. And she said it was like an angel session. And I was like, okay, well, uh, let's go see a psychic. I didn't know what I was getting into. Um, and actually I remember driving there and I felt this tingle on my hand and I was like, well, what, what the heck is that? Like, it, I just no, <laughs> noticed a little tingle. I had no idea what it was. And then, so I went into the session and this woman started dropping the mic. She started laying out essentially my relationship problems, like everything, everything that I re- was going to refuse to talk about, like I was not going to ask actual real questions, okay? Back then, I was guarded and like, my life's my life, nobody's business kind of thing. And uh, and now, like, look at me now, DK. Right, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My life is everyone's business. Take it. Yeah. Oh, God. So, so, so much can change. Yeah, so, which is so, amazing, right? It's, yeah. I mean, because obviously to be that level of vulnerability that you share in your groups and stuff like that, you know, and that I share with everything I do, it's like, you can't do that if you're still just trying to repress all the shadow stuff, right? No, exactly. It's like living in a pressure cooker. And I think the more that, I think, uh, I think that you, when you come to the other side of things in the way that you and I have, you, you have a choice to, to share, you know, and to reach out or you just keep the gift to yourself, keep your blessing to yourself. And, uh, I chose the other one yeah. I, uh, in a big way. So, yeah. um, so anyways, we're, oh, so you're yeah. going to, so you're going to this, you're talking to the angel lady. She's yeah. laying, reading, reading all your mail to you. She, yeah. And I was like, Oh, hail to the no. Right. But, um, and, and, uh, but then she laid me down on a table and uh, started doing this energy work thing that I didn't, I mean, I heard of, I'd had never really had a session. She started, you know, channeling more angel stuff to me. <laughs> you went full on immersive in your first session. I know she's no, she started channeling and I was like, holy shit. And she started saying all this stuff. She's like, oh my God, you have so many angels. And I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. But then I could feel it. I could feel something happening to my body. And, you know, a part of the story that I've never told is during that session, she she said, you have neck and shoulder problem over here on your left shoulder. And I said, yeah, I do. She said, yeah, that's, that's where your wing was clipped. And I was like, what do you mean by that? And she, and she said, yeah, that's where, you know, when you took your, your descent into becoming human, that's, that's where they uh, cut your wing. So you have to come into incarnation. And, you know, at the time, you know, I was just like, okay, whatever. That's, that sounds amazing. But you know, here's, I don't, I don't know her, (laughs) right. It's a cool theory. Okay, so there's the things that, um, so that was interesting. But all I can say is that the wings, right, right. Yeah, okay, got it. (laughs) Okay, so then, so then after uh, I got off the table, I told her, I said, "Wow, I wish, wow, that was really amazing that you knew all this stuff. I could really feel different. I feel so much better. I wish I could do what you could do." 
And she looked at me and she said, you can, you totally, you you absolutely can. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to start talking uh, to your angels as if they're real. And I was like, okay, that's what I'm going to do. So that's what I did for a few days. And um, I'm going to tell you, when I left that energy healing session, I felt like a different person. Um, I felt lighter. I felt hope, DK. And I felt like like bubbles moving through me, right? So I didn't, you know, it's like energy. Um, And it was like my body started coming to life again. I could feel it. And so... Yeah, all these synchronicities started happening. I started seeing angel signs everywhere, like literally like wing billboards or like wings on a laundry truck and and a license plate with the word angel in it right when I'm asking the angels to show me if they're real. And so it started really building a compelling case over those three days that like, whoa, I, I, I can feel stuff and I feel like so much lighter and all of these synchronicities are happening. Shit, I think this might be real. And then uh, I was driving down to go to a client's house and a bird, um, and I was like, a, a, a bird dropped right in front of my car and landed right in front of my car. And it was like it fell straight from the sky out of nowhere, right? And it was so um, uh, freaky because I was like in this kind of bliss cloud of like talking to angels and like hopeful. And then all of a sudden this bird lands on the street and stops my car. And so I I start driving around the the bird and I see this uh, bird is about pigeon size. And and it was like struggling because its wing was all mangled and it was trying to push itself up and move around with its good wing. And yeah, and it was so like my heart just kind of exploded because, again, I I felt uh, my heart was just open. Right. I felt lighter, but I knew that I couldn't get out of the freaking car. Right. So. I, um, I did not get out of the car, but what I did do was work with my new tool, which was talk to angels. So I said, angels, help this birdie, please. And I did like a little, I guess, prayer for it. And as I drove around and gave, uh, sent good juju to this birdie, uh, I, I, the bird on the ground started shaking and trembling a little bit. And, and then I saw a tiny bird come up from the body of that bird on the ground and fly away. And then I saw a second tiny bird come up from the body of that bird and fly away. And then I saw a third bird that was just a little smaller and a little wobblier and a little darker than the other two jump up and fly away. And what I saw left on the ground was nothing, (laughs) nothing. So then, of course, I stopped the car and I got out because I had to go check it out. And it was just like, what did I just see? And I'm telling you the energy. I could feel the, 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 the what, do you, like, uh, what do you call it? Goosebumps? Goosebumps? I call yeah, them angel, yeah. angel, angel bumps, but I could feel the angel bumps. And it was like static and like a heart explosion. And that was really the first miracle that I witnessed. And that was like, for me the 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 it wasn't just synchronicities i witnessed a miracle and then it was like okay this shit is real this shit goes deep and and whatever this is i'm okay angels i'm listening and so wow. yeah, yeah. And i love so, that story yeah so that's that's how i got started with the angel stuff it came out of nowhere at a time where i really just didn't feel worthy of 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 uh of life itself um, and I'm yeah. getting a little, I'm getting a little soggy right now, just thinking about yeah. it. Um, yeah, be- okay. because, because I know there's people out there that right now feel like me, like I did back then. And, oh, yeah. um, and then I'm feeling like, you know, this is really why I, 
I talk to other people about my story and about the angels, and that's why I wrote the book. <laughs> I'm getting angel bumps right now listening. Oh, yeah. I mean, this year, you know, we talked like you had me on, on one of your groups at the start of the year and um, the inner sanctum, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. and we were talking about, you know, well, this year's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be pretty hard, but it's going to be better than last year. And, you know, we got Jupiter and Sagittarius and that's a lucky kind of vibe. And <clears throat> the, I just feel like so much of this year, um, that good luck, good fortune energy is really going to pop after the, the full moon uh, in Pisces, which is when we're recording this right under the full moon, which is yes. kind of cool because we're both Pisces. But, <laughs> and, we've, and you had an interesting astrology question that I, I want to keep on our radar. Yes. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, it's like the, this year has been so focused on triggering all of the inner child wound stuff, all of the ancestral family pattern, dysfunctional pain, suffering stuff that we haven't dealt with. And I feel like it's because basically right now we're, we're stepping into this three or four months of just super heightened opportunity, you know, so whether people are, but, but I mean that the, the, what I've noticed both within myself and within other people, but, you know, especially people that are, you know, maybe they're more babies in the work or they're just going, you know, whatever, each of us has a different path and we go through these pockets of hard times, but people have just been really hurting big time, you know? Yes. Yes. And, um, you know, and I, I certainly like when you said like, well, just in summation to the start of my life, you know, the first part of my life, it was hard. I'm like, <laughs> dude, I know. And my mind was such a horrible place to be, you know? Oh, and I see yeah. that. I see that with people that are like, they're trying so hard and they're trying so hard to kind of like work the system and, you know, but they don't really have a connection to any higher powers that yes. they believe in really. Yes. And, and it's so, there's so much strain and so much struggle, you know, and it's like, I remember being in that place where my mind, I just want, I, I wanted to die. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's such a rational, uh, thought in li- when you're living in such an irrational world in, in a way it, it's like, how the hell do you get out of this when you didn't ask for a lot of it officially? Right. right. Uh, when you're younger, uh, you, you didn't ask for all those ancestral wounding, although there's many spiritual people that say, yes, you did. You, you, you know, you, you were wise. You're on the fast track to learning. That's why you chose <laughs> it, you know? And uh, I'm not here to discount that or to support it. I'm just saying, whatever the case may be, when we're younger and we don't have any skills yet and we haven't broken through to the other side, even when we're older and we haven't quite broken through to the other side, it's it seems yeah. like a rational, a rational choice. But I, I find the people who've gone the deepest and the darkest can go the brightest if they just walk just a shimmy a little to the right, just a little yeah. to the right. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think that's, you know, it's like um, that whole, I, I think so many of us who are healers of of whatever stripe, you know, therapists, counselors, astrologers, Reiki, you know, whatever, angel people. It's like we're, we got into this, you were saying the irony of, you know, I'm a mental health professional and I'm, my mental health is dire, right? Back in the yes. day. Yeah. But that's why we go into this, right? Is because we're looking for the answers. And so I also think there's a big permission there, you know, that 
if you're, it doesn't matter what age you are. If you're really struggling right now, that's because you know, you're on the verge of a breakthrough. Yes. You definitely, you're on the verge of some huge thing and you got to stay with the negative stuff. As, you got, you know. yeah, you have to stay, but with you don't it. have to do it alone. Exactly. I think, uh, you don't have to do it alone. And I think my problem back in the day was that I did everything alone and I was not willing to be vulnerable with even my closest friends. And so we need people, but we also need spirit, uh, on some level. It doesn't have to be angels, but so many of us close ourselves down from, from that stuff, you know, for good reasons, for good reasons. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because she's, well, you know, we're not going to get into that. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, it starts with Jesus, but, um, right. but, uh, but yeah, I, I, I just want to reflect back to this year, the intense grind of it. And, you know, we were talking earlier before we started recording about just how heavy it's been for so many of us. And I'm saying, including me, like I know UGK or myself, we did not get a get out of jail free card when it came no. to this, when it came to this year. And even though I'm rocking serious angel juju and I love me some angels and I work very closely with them, nobody gets off scot-free. It's just now I have new tools to play with. Um, but you know, to anybody who's listening, who, you know, kind of felt is feeling the grind right now. We, you know, we are with you and you are not alone. Yeah. And I think it's important to, um, Tatiana and I are just about to launch a, a new, um, group program, group coaching program. And, you know, the impetus behind it is really like just feeling, you know, each, she does energy work and healing with, and she has clients. I have my clients. And uh-huh. it's just like this consistent thing that we've gotten from our clients where, you know, they're doing their best, but they just feel so overwhelmed. Oh, yeah. And I, I feel like, you know, it's like most of us who are, you know, in, anybody who's listening to this, most of us have serious issues with groups, you know, going back to family of origin stuff and school and, you know, all, all that craziness that we have to go through. But we, there's only so much you can do in isolation, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I mean, so we need our spiritual team, but we need to be able to connect with other humans. And, you know, it's just like such a core thing to be validated by somebody that you can trust. To oh, see so true. So true. And you know, what's, and, what's interesting yeah. Kate, about that as well is that, you know, how I, I build online communities of, of, of lightworkers, mystics and things like that. And, uh, what you're speaking to is just so true. And I think especially for empaths and people who are highly sensitive uh, and often introverted, we have a hard time reaching out and finding safe communities to really express ourselves. So I love that you're doing that group coaching program. Well, yeah. And I mean, I know with, you know, we've talked over the years, I know with the programs that you do that, you know, there's a part of you that would rather just be hanging out in nature and, you know, out in the hills or whatever with your family, with your kids, with your your love. But, you know, I feel like the reason that we, you, that we do this and all the people who are on that vibe is because, you know, we've been gifted with I mean, we don't want to kill ourselves anymore. Most of the time, most days. Right? <laughs> most days. <laughs> so I, I don't know, this, some, yeah. this year was a little tricky. This year was yeah. a little tricky. <laughs> it can pop back in, you it know. But it's you. like, right? <laughs> but it's not. It's not our core reality, bedrock reality anymore. Right. Right. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so, I feel like the astrology. There's a big shift happening, you know, and I just like that's one of the messages I want to put out in this podcast is that, you know, if you've been just struggling, if you're feeling so tired and fatigued, you know, a K 
connect, it's really important. Be, you know, whether it's angels or, you know, higher power, universe, God, whatever, goddess, you know, it's like there are the divine, there's aspects of the divine that are probably just bigger parts of ourselves. And that stuff's real, you know, and so connect with that because even nature, I mean, I just feel like nature wants to help us, you know, everybody Uh. wants to help us. Nature wants to help us and nature needs our help. It's a symbiotic yeah. symbiotic relationship there. Speaking of nature, I just came back from Peru um, and uh, I took 23 of my uh, students or community members out there and we worked with a shaman and worked with plant medicine called Wachuma, which is San Pedro. And it's a hallucinogenic, but, uh, you know, all of those medicines are heart medicines. But what was so amazing, one of my biggest takeaways from that was how, how deeply connected, uh, the earth is listening to us and feels us and is wanting to take our pain and our suffering away. And boy, let me tell you, I cried and puked all the day long that day. And, and after I was done with my physical purging, all of this emotion started coming out. And then I realized I was done with my personal emotion. Then I was puking and crying for the collective. And that's when I really like tuned into the planet and how alive she is and how supportive she is to us. Um, and so any of you who are just carrying this heavy, heavy shit, I mean, just know that the earth can take it from you, but if you're not connected or if you don't, you're not, you don't have that awareness, uh, you might just be keeping on to some shit you don't need to. So I would go out, talk to a tree and do some deep breaths and, you know, just scream or yell and just give it to the, give it to nature. Cause she transmutes it into just uh, to her. It's like a delicious snack. And, you know, some of us are, feel so guilty about the heaviness that we carry. We don't share it with other people, but nature's listening and she'll take it from us and transform it. So I just want to say that I'm just a super, um, just, I, I just needed to just give a huge shout out to sacred Valley in Peru I'm working with the Carol Shaman. There's some beautiful work coming coming from that region of the world. And I just can't tell you how much we all need this kind of uh, work uh, and, and the medicine and the wisdom uh, that's coming from the indigenous people uh, at this time. There's just nothing like, nothing like it and nothing better. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I think that's, you know, it's kind of the reason that we ended up in Miami beach for a while, which was so unexpected, but we go every day, you know, unless there's like a huge electrical storm or something or right. a hurricane coming, but you know, every day we go to the beach and lie down on mother earth and then walk in the water, you know, and just connect with mother. And we've had like these amazing, I got bitten by a baby sea turtle, which was kind of shocking <laughs> at the moment that it happened. <laughs> bad turtle. What a bad turtle. It was turtle. like, yeah, this little retarded, uh, you know, I think it, it was like a little slower than the rest or something. It was like wandering around and thought my finger was food. <laughs> So but you know, it was like, yeah, oh. but it was like, and seeing its little corkscrew and trying to go off, you know, cause I scared it as much as it scared me, obviously. But then uh-huh. one day, um, Tatiana's in the water and I see this fin behind her and you know, my first thought was like, freak out. Oh no, a shark. And then I, I heard seven, seventies children are so freaked out. Right. Everything's just, right. Everything's <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And, and then I was like, oh, that's not a shark fin. Could that be it? Like a dolphin in this close? And then. 
it like wrapped itself around behind her and then like swam right by me and then swam off. And it was like a giant six foot ray. And it looked like an angel in the water. I mean, it's just like, and then we saw like, you know, dolphins like jumping so high out of the water just for fun. And then like that some of them couldn't like, they got so high that they actually kind of did backflops, you know, like I think they're just like, you know, party and, and it's just like, you feel this connection in nature and, and I feel like, yeah, when we give mother earth, our old stuff, it does nourish her. And then we're, we're cleaner, we're freer, and then we can actually help her. Exactly. Whereas if we're holding on to the shadow, you know, trauma stuff, and then we're trying to mentally, you know, use our ego mind to like rail against people that are polluting or to like, you know, increase recycling or whatever you know it's like all that stuff is good but if we're not like connecting actually connecting with the earth it's all sort of happening in this weird parasitic mm-hmm. bubble place you know yeah oh for sure yeah wow well that that's so beautiful about the ray and i'm glad you're get you're getting your nature on i feel like that so many of us need that big big boost from nature and just the support that we we do have is incredible. <clears throat> yeah. So can we, let's, I, I want to see if I can combine two things here. <laughs> okay. Can we, can we talk about what do you do when you write probably a future best-selling book about, you know, how to work with angels and your work is already going, you know, not in a different direction, but in a deeper vein, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, I think there's this thing that we talked about that there may be a connection where people can get so into if you've had a miraculous experience or, you know, for me, the way astrology found me was similar to the way angels found you. Uh Totally. I mean, I grew up fundamentalist Christian, you know, so astrology was the work of the devil. So (laughs) totally unexpected. These synchronicities that were so in my face that I, you know, it's like I couldn't ignore them. And at the same time, you know, astrology is great. I love it. I still use it every day. And there's, you know, a big part of me that's moved sort of beyond that or expanded around that. And you were talking about how, you know, it can feel like, like we're in this prison of the planets, you know, where, so I'd love to hear your, your take on that and, you know, just kind of use that as a exploration starting point. Yeah, yeah. Well, you said a lot there. Um, but yeah, let's just play with the whole <laughs> pr- pr- prison scenario for a second. So, um, yeah, you know, I talk a lot about angels. That's been a lot of the work that I've done internationally. But of course, there's deeper truths and deeper layers to it. And I'm constantly discovering, I see angel work as really a, the beginning of a opening. I see them as freedom fighters, uh, beings that are here to help break us out of our mental prison, emotional prison, physical prison, whatever prison we're living in. But they're not the end, right? They're messengers, but they're not the end. And they can help heal us, but it's not the end. So I always am doing deeper contemplation and recently was hit with the thought of this whole gravity thing and the and feeling, okay, me, I'm becoming more and more sensitive as many of us on the planet are, we're becoming more infused with light and we're becoming more aware of the cycles and rhythms and how things are like, now what the fuck is happening to me right now? And then you check your astrology and you're like, ah, shit. Right. And so, um, uh, so, 
um, I think just, you know, as my awareness becomes more acute on how my body, my heart, my mind bounces to and fro. And of course, I work with thousands of people who are constantly reporting to me. And often we were carrying the same symptoms around the same time periods. And a lot of it has astrological influence. So I couldn't wait to talk to you about this because um, as I meditated on it, it was this sense that, you know, I know we have this like thing about the gods and like, ooh, the gods. But uh, on a soul level, there's a sense that part of this almost feels like a prison, like you know, the whole reincarnation thing. And my question is, it, with the planetary influence, is it possible that that's part of our soul's bondage here? And is there a way to hack the system past the solar system into more like cosmic stuff, deeper and deeper? And I'm just wondering, because I don't know a lot about the astrology community, but I'm just wondering who's talking about kind of the elephant in the room and what they're doing about it. Yeah, Um I'm tr- I'm looking for this. Uh, let's see if I can find this. Uh, I'm looking for the. Uh, there's a. I- I've been using the William Blake Tarot. So the oh, William okay. Blake Tarot of the creative imagination. I love this deck. This guy like took all this, um, all of these Blake images and you know kind of quotes. And it's it's for artists and it's you know it's all super positive. It's like not fatalistic. So I think one of the things that we're talking about with astrology and, you know, people can do this with angels. They can do it with, um, you know, with Jesus, with Christianity, with any, Mm -hmm. any religion or any kind of, um, system for sort of, uh, what am I codifying or arranging, you know, the unseen into a system that, so that we can work with it was, you know, so Mm -hmm. there's some necessity there, right. Mm -hmm. Um, of, of chunking things down, but it's so easy. And I think astrology especially lends it to this, um, curse of fatalism, you know, where it's like, Oh, Saturn is sitting on top of my whatever. Right. Right. Oh, it's, this is going to suck. Right. 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 And I I definitely see a lot of people using these, these different kinds of systems to really opt out and to make excuses for why they're doing a certain thing or why they can't do a certain thing. Oh my gosh, I know this person. He's so into human design and he's like, well, I can't market because I'm a projector and projectors have to wait. And it's like, dude, you are freaking, you can barely eat. Get it, get your ass up and go tell people about <laughs> what you do, you know? So there is that faith, you know, I, I see what you're saying. And I, I have heard, you know, you can play the high road with astrology and you can play the low road. Which road are you? going to play. Uh, so tell, tell, tell me more DK about that. Sorry. I just wandered away. Uh, I wandered away from the microphone cause I had to go get my Blake cards. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's this, this, so I, I love William Blake because he created his own system of gods uh-huh. with his own, with his own names. You know, some of them have a resemblance to other systems but he basically, like, one of the things he says is, I have to create my own system or else be enslaved by another person's system. Yes, yes. And and I feel like, um, let's see, I just want to see if I can find this uh, cooperation card. So it's about, um, and, and it's like this really radical, when I first read it, because, I, you know, I still have some vestiges of the way I, the way I grew up in this very authoritarian, you know, yes. God is God knows everything, you know, nothing. 
yes. And so I think the first time I read this, it was really triggering. But over the years, it makes, you know, it just seems more and more true. So he says, gods are visions of the eternal attributes or divine names. They ought to be the servants and not the masters of man. Cooperating in the bliss of man, obeying his will, servants to the infinite and eternal of the human form. So, I mean, I think that's a really radical statement, especially, you know, two or 300 years ago. Oh, wait, um, um, you, you know, DK, you just got digital on me. Can you restate what, uh, what you just said? Yeah, which, um, did you get the, the quote? No, uh, we got Blake? the quote, no, but just this okay. last few seconds, it was just a really tiny piece. Okay, yeah, so, I, I mean, I think that's a really radical mm. statement of what life is you know, and ought to, ought to be, which is, you know, that the, the gods, whether they're the angels, Jesus, you know, the, the Norse gods, whatever gods you're, you know, goddesses you're working with, the planets in astrology, um, that they are not, they don't control us. They can't control us unless we give over our will and our power to them. Yeah, I'd say in many cases, that's, that's true. I do a lot of talking about maintaining your sovereignty. Okay, like I'm someone who witnessed an actual miracle, right? And so that could that could really mess with your head as far as like, who's in charge here, that could turn me into like a really weird, uh, lose my own personal authority, my own personal will, and whatever you say, angels is your, you know, I'm just going to do whatever you want me to do kind of thing. And I see a lot of people misplacing their power onto these external things as opposed to owning them. So I see angels as they, I make the choices, okay? And then the angels comes come to support me, but I don't sit around waiting all day for signs to happen. Um, because to me, I feel like that's that's displacing your power, your sovereignty, your authority as a per- person of free will and executing it. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, my short answer would be as far as like, you know, what if my chart seems really negative or whatever, or like, you know, I'm going through this really negative transit with the... Where, how the planets are hitting my chart. Um, I feel like the more that, so first of all, you know, um, something that's come up a lot in um, Tatiana and my work with people in the last, specifically just in the last three or four weeks, has been the idea that, you know, our concept of the gods and goddesses or higher powers is super informed by our experience as babies and young children. Interesting. Right? So, if you had a loving dad mm-hmm. who, you know, gave you anything you wanted within reason and always tried to keep you healthy and safe, but, you know, was expansive and positive and encouraged you, you're going to look at the father God idea, you know, the eternal attribute of the father, you know, the archetype as this really positive, supportive thing. And I've actually met people who had that, who had that dad in physical life and they just kind of go through life expecting everything and everybody to help them, you know? Yeah, like, it's oh, pretty cool. Oh, yeah, I have this great <laughs> idea. Of course, you know, as soon as I put it out there, the the universe is going to rally around it and it's going to be awesome, you know? And mm-hmm. most of us don't, like 99% of us don't have that, you know, the, the two kind of good enough parents or whatever. So I think, you know, when we start from that standpoint, it's like the more of that shadow work that we do, and I know this is like, you know, 
like all your stuff kind of has this angel, like at this point kind of has this angel, uh, marquee over it. But a lot of what you actually do with people, like, you know, what I do with people is we take people into the shadow and we help them work through it and let it go. Right. Yeah. It's really the game of, uh, essentially not becoming whole, but, um, becoming aware of your wholeness already. Yeah. And, and so I feel and, like and the that, more, yeah. and that, that yeah. includes our, our, our darkness and our dark parts and it's, you know, a little soul retrieval, a little of this, a little of that, but fundamentally, um, as I kind of walk this particular path, it becomes more and more simple, which is what if there's really nothing to heal and you're already whole and it's just you slowly becoming aware of that fundamental wholeness. And I feel like that takes it to a different, or at least for me over my journey of healing, um, allows me to get to where we need to go a little faster in my sessions and in other places. Yeah. Well, and I feel like once we get to that, once we get to a certain threshold, which I don't know what that is, you know, but, <laughs> We're um, waiting. but, but I, I, you know, for, for me, um, that kicked in maybe, I, I don't know. It's, so there are various thresholds, but I know 2017 was kind of a big turning point for me, um, amongst a lifetime of many big turning points. But, you know, it's like, yeah. you look at this transit coming up and it's like, oh, okay, well, Saturn's squaring my Venus or whatever. From a from a place of operating as the wounded child with these you know negative gods who want us to suffer, uh, that's a yeah. bad thing. You <laughs> yeah, know? that's then, like yeah. Now we now we've given our power away to Saturn, and we're going to suffer because that's what right. we've chosen, right? But right. I, I so I feel like one way is just like the more that we become who we are, it's it's like the astrology is more like the weather. You know, it's like, oh, okay, well, it's going to be rainy for the next week. So I could look at that as like rain is bad. If I go out in the rain, I'm going to get a cold and get sick and die. And that actually people actually do create that reality. Right. Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Or I could look at it as, hey, rain's great. You know, um, I can do these other things and then I can go out and play in the rain if I want. You know, does that make sense? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I hear you. But, you know, one of the things that was occurring to me when this kind of question or awareness came to me is that because I'm not into astrology, it's like I reverse engineer what's happening to me based on the skies. And I'm like, right. holy shit, I've been duped again. The first time I became aware of it was like when I was 28, 29, going through a Saturn return and... And, uh, you know, I end up in jail. There's all of this shit you know, just for a couple of days, people, nothing too big, just a little drugs, <laughs> a little drugs, a little psychosis, like, you know, just drunk and do psychosis and, and turning myself into the authorities. Cause I thought space aliens were chasing me kind of thing. You know, it, it was lighthearted. Oh my God. So, um, so I once anyway. got put in a straight jacket, um, <laughs> because I was driving home from a fraternity party in, on acid in this little country town where there's like no traffic whatsoever. Oh my God. Okay. Except one cop. And, oh, and, uh, and so I'm on acid at the judge's house or something like in the oh backseat. Yeah. That is hilarious. You got, it's, we got to go through that stuff, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, whatever. Some of us have to go through it a little bit more harshly <laughs> than others. So there I was, space aliens are chasing after me and boom, I ended up in jail with my, you know, boyfriend. And, uh, and so it was only after that, uh, that I had my first, uh, astrology and she's like, 
yeah, anything happened around May 5th? And I was like, yeah, I got thrown into jail. And it was like a Uranus and Saturn return transit or something. And, and I was like, oh, damn, right? Okay, so that was my first like, okay, who are you people as far as the planets go? And yeah. uh, and so this year, because so many people are just getting rocked so hard again it, and feeling the heaviness, it's like, now, wait a second, who are you? And and how do we hack this freaking system so we can uh, maybe lighten up the energy so we maybe less people will commit suicide this year, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I got yeah, a little, I, I got a little rebellious, like a little tantrumy. Like now, who are you, and how do we break through this, um, these cycles and rhythms? And and I know there's higher, like I said, like you've been saying, there's other ways to play it, which is use them as support. But but uh, but yeah, I think all of this stuff is compelling, and I think uh, many of us challenge the gods, challenge the religion, challenge whatever it is that we grow up in. But we don't like we that's as far as we take it. We don't actually rectify the problem and come back to source, come back to like soul, truth, spirit and in our new profound way. So I feel like I'm just kind of like going through a little rebellion right now and then I'll get to the other side of it. And and uh, but, you know, I just wanted to honor that. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think, you know, it's like everything in the system is set up to control us and use our energy right in the degraded system of the world. And so that's what, and, and this is this amazing period of world transformation where I feel like mother earth is waking up at a new level of consciousness yeah. and she needs us to, to meet her there because we're her, you know, we're her sensing organisms in a way we're like her neural network, you know, are part of it. Mm-hmm. And so there's, things are changing so fast and it's so intense, but we can't, we can't afford to treat any spiritual systems or beings astrology angels anything else as if they have power over us and we're the little kids yeah who are at their mercy it's like we have to wake up into our divine selves our cosmic yeah yeah and you know there's a lot of like i i feel newer souls that are walking the planet that need the big parent in the sky telling them what to do right from wrong and it's like creating it's like learning how to have uh what do you call it ethics morals and ethics from an external source uh, and i feel like the more you ch- kind of mature at a soul level you develop your inner comfort inner compass for what's right and wrong and you maybe need less parenting uh and more teamwork yeah. 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 And you know, like with the, with the going to jail experience and the Saturn return, why do you keep bringing that up? Because it's so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love that. Like we've, you and I have had such similar experience. I know, it's, it's so crazy. weird. Like, like both of our dads being like, um, hardcore veterans who are into interrogation and <laughs> like, you know, I mean, like, it's so specific. It's just bizarre. It's yeah. so specific. It's weird. But it's like, with that experience, you know, from a different layer, if you had been able to be at a different level of consciousness, yeah, that Saturn Uranus transit could have been, you know, Amazing. the start of a brand new, like, lucrative money making venture that was like so right. using all your talents, right? Yeah, and I feel like I've had a few of like you know those big moments that would have been bad had I not been living in alignment for sure. I was so out of alignment back then. Oh my god, I was a senior client relations manager at a corporation. 
DK. <laughs> okay. I was not like, you know, on the streets or anything. It was like this direct in your face. Like, who are you really sitting in jail right. now? Are you still senior client relations manager? Nice try. <laughs> nice try, but fuck you. That's not even close to who you are. So get back to work, girl. That was Saturn. The gentlest way Saturn is capable of, of getting you out of the corporate world. <laughs> Right? Yeah, I mean, they never found out, but it's like I had, it's like I molted off so much of my ego and personality in that three days in jail. It was like it melted right off of me and I could no longer plug into the life that I was leading. As a matter of fact, within within six months, I I, I, I left my spirit, spiritual uh, community. I left uh, my job. I left all of my friends. I just couldn't plug into the same life after that. And I took a year long sabbatical. My sister took me in um, as I was just kind of my, my, my internal compass, my, my North star was out of the sky. I didn't even know where I was headed. So I just essentially meditated for that year and, uh, still had no direction or anything, but yeah, that was a serious bitch slap about, you know, woman, you better get your act straight because you think you're playing a good game here. Cause I was like super successful in that. I like got the California rising star award, the whole national award. And I was so freaking, so freaking proud of myself. And then I go on this like, you know, drug binge that ends, ends me up in jail. Right. So it's like, you know, yeah. You know, good luck with that one, but that's not you, and it'll never be you. So fi- find your heart, girl. Find your heart. Oh, my God. I'm so glad, you know, because it's like, I don't know. Do you know what an I, asshole? I mean, I mean, I would be such like a, such a major asshole had that never happened. Yeah, you'd probably be dead. Well, yeah, that's true. The, you know. That's true, because I couldn't cope with both, both of, I couldn't, you know, this like duplicitous lifestyles, like the shadows of my past coming to like, give me some relief, this great vacation of like, just b- bouncing out of my mind. And, and then having to be a stand up uh, society, and wear a suit. Like that was right. stupid. That was right, so stupid. Right. Oh my you God. should only wear a suit if you're doing stand-up comedy. I know, right? I know. Maybe that. <laughs> but like now I can barely get out of my PJs. You know what I mean? Like that's who I am. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, we should wrap. I think we're getting close to the to time. But um, I just wanted to say with the, you know, a lot of um, what you are really into right now is like, taking people on medicine journeys and kind of connecting them with the you know, the wisdom of nature and and the people, the indigenous people who are guardians of that. And I feel like that's one of the things that, um, you know, the medicine journeys teach us is that, you know, it's all connected. It's all, everything is trying to help you, you know? Yes. And you are the cosmos, right? Exactly. And I, it just, I feel like, you know, I work with angels. I, essentially, I work with allies. Angels are, are is one of our ally team, but then there's nature and the mountains and the sea and the animals. And it's like, I'm just on a constant, uh, it, um, what is it called? An unfolding of more and more allies in my life. And I just love uh, sharing these allies with other people. Well, I love getting to hang out with you. I it's know, always, gosh darn. It's always fun. <laughs> You're <laughs> one of my allies. <laughs> DK, you bring out the best and the worst out of me. All of a sudden, I'm just like, blah, blah, blah. And then that one time, and then there was aliens. It's like, come on. It's like, <laughs> you no never told bar. me the aliens part before. I know. It's so crazy. That just I never takes the story over pub- the top. I never talked about it publicly. I'll just glaze over it. Like, hey, yeah, jail. And then I'll just keep going. Anyways, <laughs> shit. Well, so, I- like, do you have information about these aliens? 
<laughs> I know. We'll talk after this. Okay. <laughs> I'll give, give me the blueprint. <laughs> <laughs> That's so. Uh, I just love that, man. Um, I, I kind of have this fascination with aliens, but um, I, well, I do too. Still. But, uh, yeah. you know, I, I've calmed down a little bit about it. But I, I, I will say I watch Ancient Aliens every day. That's what I will say. So <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying it was aliens, but it was definitely aliens. It was definitely uh, still aliens. Um. Right. So um, let's see. So I'm going to just put – I'll put some links up on the podcast page. But uh, what's the best way for people to get your book, to learn oh. more about you? Yeah, well, they can um, – they can go to uh, well. They can go to my website, Corinne Grillo, uh, and right on that home page, you'll see an option to you can pre-order the book at this at this stage on October 29th. Uh, it's coming out, and you can pre-order it on Amazon. Uh, and, uh, I just pre-ordered my own book just for fun, like yesterday. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, yeah, they said it's going to get delivered to me on October 31st. Hello, all, all right Hallows on. Eve people. So, yeah. yes. Um, yeah. So anybody who's interested in hearing a little bit more about my story, I, I don't know if you could get any more than what you got out of me today, but, uh, <laughs> but there's more. No, but it, that framework is so cool that you use. I mean, I, I would definitely, you know. Yeah. I, I definitely recommend it. Oh, thanks, DK. All right. I hope you enjoyed my talk with Corinne Grillo, CorinneGrillo.com. Check out the book. Check out her other stuff. She does a lot of free, cool stuff and uh, cool paid stuff, and she's definitely worth it. So, um, yeah, man, we're going into this new period. Let's keep it real. Let's be who we are. Until next time, this is Astrologer DK Brainerd saying, may you. Go with the stars.